I mean, I don't want to destroy this guy's reputation, worst case, but if I was anybody's dad, I'd, I would just pay me to train their kids on life, and everybody would be in, the planet would be much better, I think. Wouldn't be as much, maybe, success uh, in terms of just raw economics, but I think in terms of, you know, creativity and social connectivity and all that kind of shit. So GDP would go down, but happiness would go up. Yeah, which is what people want anyway. People work because they... They want to buy shit that's expensive and all that stuff, but you wouldn't have to do that when I'm running the show. Unless, you know, I need you to buy something for me. In which case, better have money. Well, I thought that was pretty good, though. No? All right. Leave that on the show, though, the main one. That's going to be the intro, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like John Lennon. You know, he loves, imagine all the people, you know, watching me make music that sucks. That's like the John Lennon quote. Well, I was saying, I believe if, if the world was owned by me, you know, you'd, you'd have, you know, much less probably economic progress, of course, but everybody would be, you know, much more utopian, but not in the, not in the way that John Lennon was lame. I'm saying it'd be a much more, you know, <laughs> much more exciting athletic uh, performance and, you know, just good, you know, good competition all around, essentially. So are you saying you agree with having John Lennon being shot? Uh, yeah, because, you know, I'm a big Rolling Stones guy. And all the other guys didn't get shot. So mm. I think that, you know, that the way the world worked out the way it should have. And the Stones are the best in the hierarchy of classic rock. Gee, if you own the world, what, what, what would it look like? Obviously, the GDP would be just in the shitter. But what else? Yeah, we'd have a lot of we'd have a lot of barter arrange we'd have a lot of barter arrangements. You know, I think we'd have genuine friendships all around. You know, it would look kind of like a like a hor- like a hallmark card, but you know, just better writing. So you just do away with currency altogether? No, no, I'm I'm fine with currency. I don't want to come off like uh, you know, like everybody should make the same amount because that's just that's just silly. Because some people suck, you know. When I, if I had a bad day, I shouldn't get paid that day. I believe in that, you know. May the best guy win. But, you know, some people are just lame, and those people need to be dealt with. That got dark. Right. You know, there's too many people here with bad ideas, so we got to find one. Should we one. even talk about wiffle ball? I think you should just, gee, just keep going. <laughs> no, we can't. No, we, gotta, we, we had a tournament this weekend. And it was fucking, and it was fucking fun. I gotta say, it was a great tournament. Thank you, Tom, and thank you, Jimmy Cole, who isn't here. We know you're listening, but like, bro, why ain't you here? Oh, it's uh, it's because it's past his bedtime. I uh, I sent him a message. He's uh, he he had to go to bed. Well, it's well, pretty well. pretty late podcast, but I mean, uh, no one needs to know that. Either way, welcome to Holy Commutes uh, Thursday podcast. What are, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, we're talking about that tournament that happened for us. It was this place called Schoolyard, spelled Y-A-H-D. It's, it's got a pretty low ceiling, pretty tiny field, but definitely big enough, especially to play fast pitch where the ball's not even put in play that much. Very interesting rules by by letting the ball hit and play the cherry pick off the ceiling. I feel like a lot of indoor venues kind of do that. 
I thought catching the ball off the ceiling actually played pretty well because most of them were pop-ups that the ceiling kind of like absorbs the impact and then falls pretty slowly. It's not as easy to catch it off there a lot, though. You get like weird trajectories and, you know, yeah. And it made for some amazing catches from some people. Yeah, there were definitely at least a few good defensive plays. Yeah, I think with, with most of the indoor tournaments, you have to have good ceiling rules because you can't hurt the batter for like, you know, a good shot off the ceiling. But at the same time, you know, it's like, I don't think pop-up shouldn't be a hit. So, you know, adds an interesting dynamic. It's like Tampa Bay, you know, the old uh, Rays ballpark with that catwalk. They hit a ball off the catwalk and they would have all sorts of weird rules. Or didn't they, I don't know if they called it a home run or like a non-pitch or a mulligan. I don't know what the hell they did with that. But if you're a major league team, fix your fucking ballpark. If you have that much taxpayer money, you just don't make a dome that some schmuck can just hit a pop-up into. Let's just quickly get back on track and actually talk about the tournament. We had 17 players, so we had three teams of four and a team of five. Me, Jimmy Cole, Colin, and Dnap were the four captains. Colin, we played first game. You pretty much destroyed us, and your team made it to the finals. You were a finalist. You and Jimmy are going to have to play one-on-one at Mid-Atlantic opening day after you both are eliminated. Oh, bet. Big bet. Hopefully you get knocked out early and neither of you pitch. I can just see it happening now. I can't wait. Jimmy Cole, I'm calling you out. 1v1 me for this champion. Actually, I would pay, I would pay to watch that matchup. That'd be a good, good old school power pitching versus good hitter. We're going to actually, G, we're going to make you pay. We're not going to release the footage until you pay. I would pay for that. Who was on your team, Colin? Uh, so my team was Steve Colella, mm-hmm. Andrew Montero Jr., which I recently mm-hmm. found out. He's a junior. I didn't know that. I had um, Edgar from who yeah. runs the... Uh, Tiki Park up in Vermont. Yeah, he and his brother, I think they're brothers, they're both really good. Yes, they could hit. I was quite surprised about that. Especially because the they're a uh Tiki Park is a medium pitch yellow bat league because he came up clutch a good amount of times, especially in that semifinals game, which we'll talk about later. I also had Dom who I don't know his last name. Dom Montoya. Dom Montoya. That's like a major league name right there. Young kid, 18, had a little bit of a tough outing because this I think was his Steve first. Is his coach. Was he? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I thought I heard that, but that's really cool. Yeah, I believe that is how he heard about the tournament through Steve. Uh, either way. Love that another kid was just interested in Wiffle Ball. Uh, wanted to come out and play, wanted to see the style. He definitely learned a lot, and I hope that he keeps coming back because that kid will have a good future and can definitely do some damage. It's definitely harder for him coming to a fast pitch style. He had a good swing. He didn't connect that many times because hitting's hard. Yes, hitting is hard. He saw what was going on, though. He recognized what was happening. 
My team, it was me, Grady Chin, Ethan Weiner, and Noter. And we came in last place. We had a pretty good team, but, you know, all the teams there were good. We had a good group of players. It was hard. We did have a good group of players. Yep. We just got shelled. Our only win was against DNAP's team because he threw, like, his third and fourth pitchers. He threw G against us. G, talk about your team. <laughs> Wait, G, I, you pitch. I, I shut you down, Tom. Yeah, I shut Tom down, though. I hit into a double play. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, please tell me. What did you throw? Please tell me. I got him with, with the Andy Pettit cutter slider. No, it was the, uh, the one-fingered slider. Uh, it had, <laughs> had some nice low and away dip, on, or no, low and in dip to Tom, I guess, and tied him up, got the nice double play. That's why they pay me the big bucks. But uh, no, we had DNAP, uh, who was, I think was our captain, right? So I think he picked me and Chris either first or second. And I don't know the order. He probably picked Chris before me, but. Well, yeah, he picked both of you at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. The snake pick. Yeah, the snake pick. Yeah, so that's fine. I don't mind being the Drew Brees of the draft, you know. But, uh, and we had that other kid who was, uh, what the hell was his name again? He was a pretty good outfielder, actually. Uh, the third Tiki Park guy? His name was Galen. Yes, Galen. I was drawing a blank because I was like, not blacked out, but I definitely had a few of those eight percenters. So those I was just good. Yeah. Yeah, the place had a bar, and they didn't have like a real kitchen, but the grilled cheeses were solid. Honestly, you don't want like a probably a big meal, you know, during the tournament anyway. You want like little snacks like they had, you know. I think yeah, you out. want something small and greasy, especially right. if you're having beers. Right. Yeah, where it all works together, like, uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly. It's more effective. Oh, very effective. Yeah. Hey, Tom. Who was Jimmy's team? Uh, Jimmy, I believe it was him, Dougie Baker, Abe Koval, right? Yes, he had Abe. I had Edgar. Yeah, those guys were both solid. How did Dougie play? Dougie was good. He had a bomb off me. He played decent. It wasn't outstanding. It wasn't bad. It, it was like high-tier average. It was solid. It was solid. Nice. I still can't believe I swung in a, that dumb curve ball. I can't believe I had you at 93 on the old pocket radar. I was at 93. Story. I got That's the fastest one I got. And that might not have been your fastest pitch of the whole day. Who knows? Or maybe it was because it was gas. Like a hard 93, though. That nah, was definitely 95. The, the major league guns lie all the time. Seemed like, yeah, he was pumping some gas. It was pretty fast. Who, who was Jimmy's fourth guy? Cody Snow. Wow, how can we forget that man? Dude, he had a great tournament. His eye was good all day. He did all well. He, he hit well off me. He got a couple hits off other guys. He definitely got player. at least one hit off of me. Fanway champ. Hard to say he's not a good hitter. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good. Guy hits ball. Can also toss a little bit of a yard ball. All right. Time for three up, three down. But we'll start with up. Talk about people that play good. Colin, you want to go first? I will gladly go first. My up is Andrew Montero. I don't remember who he took deep. Maybe Dougie. 
Oh, no, they're on the same team. No, was he against Jimmy when you guys didn't quite come back? He hit the Grand Slam? Yes, that was against Jimmy. That's who it was. A uh, 6-4 to four loss. But he he hit an absolute piss missile opposite field. He roped that thing. Big highlight. Even though we didn't win. All right, speaking of people that are on your team, I'm going to go with Steve Coella. He just pitched really well. Not only did he pitch the first game of the day, he pitched more in pool play, and he pitched that big, long extra inning game against DNAP. I know you came in at the end, but still, uh, just workhorse for your team. And he threw really fast. He threw for so long. Yeah, he was good, man. Yeah, look out for that. And he, he hit pretty well, too, I think. He hit relatively good. All right, G, who's your up? I like that kid, uh, Grady Chan. Seemed like you know, he could be a good guy uh, in the future. You know, he's throwing that like a drop that was pretty, pretty hard. You know, I think that was his first time pitching his last pitch. So yeah, I liked him. He was pretty good. Love Grady Chan. I play with him in yard. He's getting so good. He's also a baseball player. He's a gamer. He's man. good. Yeah. He wants to w- learn and wants to get better, and that's something that that's what makes a player. A great metaphor for life as well. You know, you gotta, you gotta master your craft. You know, whatever it may be. We gotta do three down. My one man down is Tom Gannon, who I got to ground on a double play. All right. Well, my man down is G for <laughs> losing to me twice in pool. Yeah, very pissed about that. Yeah, pretty embarrassing. G's never beat me in pool. You're three and zero against me in some very bullshit games, which I'm kind of upset about. Not bullshit games, but you know, the first game, bullshit. Like, I scratched on the, the eight ball in the first game. You're on the same table, all, all I'm saying is I'm making shots and you're yeah, but, No, there's a different... In pool, it's, I'm just a regular guy. I just I just play during the week to fill the competitive existential void. I never claimed to be that great of a player. <laughs> I'm just a guy. I played zero times in between beating you. you know, again, it was all, you know, circumstantial. And your circumstances sucked. I mean, you know, yeah. It's like when you play a guy 25 beers deep, you know, you're probably going to beat him sometimes. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like <So>. excuses, G. <laughs> it is, but facts happen to be excuses. <laughs> Either way, my down is Jimmy Cole won because you didn't show up for this. Yeah, he lost in the finals. I goes to the guy who shows up for the podcast. No, I ain't taking that. I ain't taking that. I want 1v1. Yeah. Jimmy Cole, I'm calling you out. I want the 1v1 for the championship. I'm coming for you. Me and Tom get to commentate that. And we'll get Amico to sponsor America's best tasting motor oil. You guys still on? I was going to say, we can't just end on that. Let's go. Nico, where are you from? I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Ah, uh, there you go. Are your Cubs are a uh, White Sox fan. White Sox all the way. All right. I mean, I don't hate on the Cubs, because like in Chicago, some White Sox fans will hate on the Cubs fans, and the Cubs fans will hit- hate on the White Sox fans, but at the end of the day... 
if you're from Chicago, you're going for both teams at this point. I mean, at least the socks are cooler than the Cubs because they got the pinstripes. It kind of looks like the Yanks jerseys, you know. Yeah, their South Side jerseys are fire, though. Yeah, those South Side jerseys are—they are pretty sick. Absolutely cool as hell. So that that picture of Dylan Cease in that—I I wouldn't want to face him in that. Yeah. Unless I had some BP, then I got four for five off him. It's not a bad show. You take the guy out back and you beat the shit out of him. That's the only OnlyFans I would actually watch because I usually bash it regularly. I saw Iggy Azalea posted one recently, and I remember, you know, if, if her, her pornography is any good as her music, she, she doesn't have much of a career. So. Working a nine-to-five schedule, you got to ruins the, the creative part of the brain. I'm not myself when I'm working a nine-to-five. I'm quite a, an irritable prick. I'm sure he's heard worse from his schoolmates. Oh yeah, by far. By if far. If he was anything like if he was anything like me in elementary school. Well, now I'm gonna have my my bad pool career exposed, and I'm not not really particularly happy about that. But you've been playing for years, you and you go. never got good. <laughs> Wiffle ball, I became. Somewhat of a cult hero over the years in pool. Maybe I'm just a, a you know a role player. Maybe I just have to accept my my fate as a you know an NPC in pool. Gee, gee you got to remember that average players are what make great players possible. Yeah, you need to have like the, the you know the bottom floor for guys to be good. Without me, there's no great players. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I think I think that's gotta be where we end the pod, right? Uh, that's gotta end it. <laughs> that's gotta end it.